When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Agency for Agents, a podcast for real estate team leaders and independent brokerage owners looking to maximize profits, effectiveness, and gain freedom for their team and business. Your hosts, Christine Andreasen and Aaron Hendon, have been running one of the most successful real estate teams in the Seattle area for more than eight years. They know building a winning team means finding ways to empower, nurture, train, and develop individual agents to discover their own power their own agency. On the podcast, Christine and Aaron interview thought leaders in real estate and personal growth to help you impact both your performance and your teams. We know it takes a lot and leaders and brokers that crack that code reap the rewards of success greater than any they could ever achieve on their own. Andrew Aranga runs a small real estate team, the Emerald Group, This is the second team that he's built from scratch. The Emerald Group currently consists of seven agents and four admin staff. Three of the admin are overseas. One of them is here locally. They are on target for over 200 sales in 2022, around 68 million in volume and one and a half million in total GCI. In 2021, the Emerald Group did 148, 148 transactions, 49 million in volume and a just a bit over 1.1 in GCI. They had three agents in 2020, two admin. So they're growing quickly. In 2019, Andrew split up with his previous business partner and restarted the Emerald Group over at EXP. The last full year of the original Emerald Group had four agents and two admin. They did 156. So he's building it back up to beyond where he was And we are really looking forward to having Andrew on the phone to drop some wisdom about how to build and grow a team. Hey, Andrew, how are you? Pretty good. How are you, Aaron? Excellent. It's nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. This is going to be a little uh, EXP appreciation podcast, apparently. It's awesome. Right right on. I like it. Yeah, me too. Well, let's just jump in, Andrew. And I really, you know, like everyone, right? We're all busy doing whatever it is that we do, right? In our in our cities, but get a little bit of background. Tell people where you are, where you got started. This is your second, you know, red second team that you've built. Talk to me a little bit about your history and where you know where you've been. Okay, yeah. So I started in uh, 2014. Uh, market was real stable, real slow. I joined Keller Williams originally. Uh, did that for a couple of years. Joined a team after about six months, and it was kind of the agent model team. It wasn't a lot of training, wasn't a lot of services. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had decided a long time ago, uh, before I even got into real estate, that I was going to build build a team within this. It seemed like a great low overhead career to do with little to no money. Yeah. Uh, so that was really the reason why I chose it. And then so um, on that first team I was on, whenever they were splitting up at around my two-year mark, uh, one of the other agents of one of the team leaders there actually was my mentor, best friend in the whole world. So we decided to go do a team together and we did that. We brought it up to about 176 sales at our highest. And and it was just kind of like not doing so well on, on both of our mental health. We weren't seeing eye to eye on a lot of stuff. So we wanted to make sure that we kept our friendship. 
Mm -hmm. uh, so we just kind of parted ways. And then I kind of restarted again uh, underneath the same name. And uh, that was about two, two and a half years ago. We kind of started with nothing and, or, you know, restarted with nothing and then built it back up to about seven agents uh, currently and four four or five admin. I'm right in the middle of hiring my fifth one. So she should <laughs> be onboarded here soon. And, uh, and that's kind of where we're at. We're on track to do about a hundred or on track to do about 200, maybe 220, depending on uh, what it looks like during the summer. And uh, it's just been fun and it's been a lot of, a lot of good stuff, a lot of pain, but a lot of good stuff. Yeah. Very good. Well, that, that's about the same size as our team. So that's perfect. I, I want to definitely pick your brain here about that. And same path. You know, I was I started in 2013, K-Dub for seven years, and then made the leap over to EXP and at the very end of 2019, right before the pandemic. And, <laughs> and then it became really sort of like, wow, why did anyone ever go to an office? What was ever the advantage of being in an office? If you make me sit in a meeting where I have to hear about other people's listings one more time, I will, you know, do myself in. So um, <laughs> I love that. So talk to me about your six agents doing 200 deals or seven other agents. What do you do to empower them? What does your team provide? What are your splits? How do you work that out for people? And talk to me about the structure and what you do to empower them because the 200 deals out of seven agents, that's, that's a steady flow. You know, those are all capping agents. That's a great deal to have seven capping agents on your team. Talk to me about that. Talk to me how you do that. Yeah. So as far as the agents, they're all over the place. I mean, we've got just like any team, you're going to have some high producers, Mm -hmm. some mid and some kind of still doing this part time with, you know, stuff going on in their lives uh, for us on the structure. So um, I believe in doing like a share model, right? So I changed my language a little bit on that. Um, I learned that from, I don't know, some podcast or something recently. Um, not recently, it's been a while now, but we do a 50% share for any of the team leads that are provided. And, that, you know, so 50-50 is what a lot of people would think of it as. And then uh, they're on a 60% share is what they keep for anything they bring in their own. And then that's a scaling model, uh, depending on how much GCI they bring in. So as they start bringing in more, it eventually goes to a 75, 25 or 75% share to them or 25% share to the team. And that's like where they cap out. And then they stay there as long as their production stays in that realm, right? Of that $150,000 of GCI, because it goes up every 50,000. And um, we basically take out all the stuff an agent doesn't want to do for them for the most part. I do teach them how to prospect on their own. I teach a three-pillared system. You know, you should have three pillars of your business, three legs of your business, and a bunch of lines in the water. You know, just, and those are the little things that you're doing every day, that social media posts. Like, yeah, they're not a huge portion of your business, but it's out there. It's a, you know, you, you need to do them. Yeah. And then the three pillars are the ones, those, that's where they're bringing in most of their business. And I try to get them to a point where they don't need team leads if they don't want them. It's like a nice bonus, right? Like, okay, great. I'm building my sphere of influence that much faster because our big goal on this team is to get everybody to 300 um, in their sphere of influence. You're contacting on a three month um, cadence or lower or faster, right? Mm-hmm. And and this way, you know, just based on everything else that we're providing for them, it should bring them a steady, steady flow and get them around 36 sales just from their sphere of influence on that at a minimum. And of course, the ones that are a little bit better at it will do more, you know, things like that. And then as far as like our structure, so we do, we've got a YouTube channel, so we do a lot through there. So we've got a girl that that's all she does is run our YouTube channel and some of our social media and our blogs and some of our SEO. 
Um, so we basically shoot a video, we hand it to her, she does all of that. We've got an ISA, uh, as it's traditionally known, I call it a client concierge or client care manager. And they're just taking care of all the inbound leads that we're getting from all the different sources. And then, of course, you've got an executive assistant. And then we have an in-house uh, transaction coordinator who handles all of the process for them. So mm -hmm. from an agent perspective, it kind of looks like, you know, the lead is nurtured for six months. It's spoon fed to an agent. They do a buyer's consultation either on Zoom or in person because we do have a physical location. And then they take that, they go do their showings that they need to do, they wrap it under contract, they hand it to the TC, and then they stay in contact while they go on to the next person. Yeah, that's fabulous. So the ISA is is doing the the warm the touches that whatever it takes until they're ready to meet with somebody, right? They're all the not ready yet, not ready yet, not ready yet kind of conversations. And that person's doing that full time with all the leads that come in. Talk to me about the, I'm really interested in the YouTube channel and what your person does for that and what they do on social media. When you say you hand, you know, you shoot a video, is it educational videos, a market updates, a little bit of both? Are you doing TikTok dances? What? <laughs> Yeah, no, we're actually just about to start a TikTok, but that's more for my personal brand as I'm starting to get into speaking engagements and stuff mm -hmm. like that. But no, she, um, the, the, the whole point of the, the channel is um, life on the Emerald Coast. Uh, so that's where we live, beautiful Emerald Coast here in Florida. And we just showcase off the area, you know? And so sometimes it's more real estate related, but a lot of times it's just like, you know, top three restaurants to eat at in Destin, Florida. And then are you going to do, or is it you personally out there on location shooting that video or who's doing the, who's actually doing the shooting? So I haven't been doing like the B-roll side. That's the extra footage. Yeah. I haven't yeah. done that in probably like eight months. And um, I basically grabbed a whole bunch of GoPros for everybody um, that does YouTube and they go grab their own B-roll because it's not just me. If you go to our channel, like it's it's also uh, right now, we only have one other girl doing it. We had another one before that. Um, and she's since moved on and uh, done bigger and better things, uh, which is awesome. But so it's just us two. So if they want to grab B-roll, yeah, they take the, one of the cameras, they give that. But for the most part, I mean, I take it right here with this cell phone. Yep. Dead serious. In fact, I've got an old cell phone down here that we were taking it with a long time ago. If you look at some of our videos, some more grainy, they're not pretty. It's yep. not not a professional setup. It doesn't need to be. We're getting information out. And my favorite part about this, Aaron, is uh, they uh, they think we're celebrities every time they call. Like, it's it's incredible. It's so cool to get that feeling of, like, they, they already know me, you know? Right. And it's so exciting. Yeah, I think that's a big deal. You know, it's one of those things where I must, I have to hear it, like, 75 times that it really is. It's about location-specific videos, geographic-specific videos. Not There's probably, you probably have some. I haven't seen the channel, but closing costs on the Emerald Coast, that kind of education. But the thing that attracts the eyeballs is location-based top three restaurants. Where are the best fish and chips? Who's got the best whiskey sours, whatever. 100%. Yeah. yeah. And then you're just got, and then, and then you're doing the voiceover on that or just a little yeah, standing so, outside. So what it looks like uh, for now is we've got a whole setup I've got in my conference room. It's a dual conference room, dual um, YouTube. It's actually the only reason I have a chair in here too, <laughs> because I shoot some of them right here and I wanted a better looking than just me standing in a clearly a computer chair. Right. Um, so as it evolved, I was like, okay, I'll buy this chair and I'll shoot them there. And that's it. Like it, I literally put one of these tripods up, which you can yep. off can't see it uh, with a ring light on it, not a hefty setup. We're talking 30 bucks. And we just do the topic. I write down some notes, which looks um, like this. I'm not even kidding. It's whatever piece of paper is near me. I write down like eight bullet points of what I want to talk about. And then I just riff off of it. And then 
uh, because I'm not doing the B-roll and stuff anymore, my my editor finds we use a system called Envato Elements, and she just yanks copyright-free, royalty-free um, stuff that we can use in our videos. So if we're talking about a great soccer field, she just rips a soccer field out of there. You know, I, I would prefer it be our stuff, but I'm just so tapped out I mean, with the amount right. that we're doing and stuff. So, and that's it. I, I literally just plug it in. Um, I've got an editing computer next to me. She's actually uh, our video editors in the Philippines. Uh, she routes right through this computer. So you'll see the mouse move and everything. You'll see everything moving. Uh, I've got to turn it off or else I'll hear my voice and all of that. And it's just me talking, you know, it's just me talking about the whole, the whole thing, you know, mm-hmm. why people want to live here, the best restaurants, the best whatever. And it's about three or four minutes. Can't be more than that, right? Um, they're actually, most of them are about 20 to 30 minutes. 20, 30 yeah. minutes about the top three restaurants kind of thing? Yeah. So, so YouTube likes the length. Um, yeah. So how do you, metrics. that's good. Now I'm, you know, this is, so I know there's people listening and they probably have things. I'm really, this is for me. You're coaching <laughs> me on how to do this just to be a hundred percent clear. I'm not asking you like, oh, well, people want to know. How do you get 30 minutes of content and what are you talking about? And, and now I'm going to your YouTube channel when we're done and I'm going to check this out and rip you all off. But yeah, for, I know for it's sure. fine with you, but. yeah, for sure. Like absolutely go over there and do that. Like uh, it's life on the Amarco's. Anybody that wants to watch, go over there. Just don't mm-hmm. hurt our ratings. If you're going to open up a video, try to watch it all the way through, please. Great. Okay. Very good. Uh, because it really does. It'll tank our channel pretty hard if we keep doing this. So I probably shouldn't tell people anyway. Um, but yeah, length is very important. The amount of watch time is super important. So uh, we do it through stories. Like yesterday, agent, the other agent and I shot one. I think it was like the top six reasons or seven reasons to move to our area. And we mm-hmm. just start with, okay, cool. We had, you know, in Florida, we have DeSantis and guns, not trying to get political, but, you know, people do like that. And that's, I was like going against it because that goes against everything. Don't talk about politics, religion, right. all that stuff. And so I was against it for a long time. But then when we started getting calls, people were like, oh, my God, we love DeSantis. Oh, my God, we love that it's a red state. Oh, we love, you know, we want to be able to carry guns and know that people have guns around us. And we we're like, OK, so we shot a video about it and our phones blew up, you know, for a little while. So we kept doing it. So my point is, we take these little things like DeSantis and guns and we start talking about a story of something DeSantis has done or why it's a red state or uh, like the example we used, I think, was like, hey, you know, there's a good chance that 10 percent of the people carrying around here, you know, concealed because we're right next to major bases. And we start talking about that and we just riff off of it. I mean, it's it's just telling the stories of what has happened to you in your life that relates to the thing that you're mentioning. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you're talking about a restaurant, let's say you're like, OK, cool. Pedro's right here in Fort Walton Beach has the best margaritas. Oh, my God. They have this pineapple, you know, uh, pineapple jalapeno one. I suggest it on the rocks. You just go through your experience and you do that with seven different things. And now you've got a 25 minute video. Right. Before That's yeah. excellent. All right. It's very great. good. And your YouTube social media person is in-house in the country. Someone else is editing in the Philippines feeding it back to this person who's then optimizing it and posting it. Is that right? So we only actually have one in-house person. I'm, I'm really big on leveraging out my business uh, for an inexpensive cost. So we've got two girls out in the Philippines and one girl out in Mexico um, because we're able to pay them better on our time, but it's still a very good wage for them. Like, like very good for $4 an hour is what I'm talking about. So they do that. So my social media gal is separate. Um, our, our video editor does a little bit. And it's mainly our blog and then basically creating um, a short, the stuff she's already creating for all the other avenues. She's just handing that to my social media girl. And the social media girl is in? In Mexico. So she's also my ISA. 
So we didn't have, we don't have enough lead flow to, to wrap up a full day, only about four hours. Mm -hmm. So I started taking some of the tasks off my video editor and sliding them over to Carmen in Mexico. Yeah. And, um, and then now she's actually moving full-time social media because we're about to go hard on it. Like we're starting to take those same videos that we did and chop them up into one minute segments so that we can put them on Instagram and Facebook stories and all of that. Yeah. So Good. So talk to me about Carmen because now Carmen, I've had a real problem trying to get the right person who knows how to cut a 20 minute video into a one minute segment because they really have to get, they have to understand the story. And that's a challenge, you know, in the Philippines or in Mexico too. I mean, Carmen must be just a real find for you to find someone who grasps the story and knows where to get one minute of content out of that 20 minutes. Otherwise you wind up with nothing usable. Is that your experience too? Yeah, for the most part. So there was definitely a language barrier with her being in the Philippines and, but she's been, she's been editing for us for probably like two years now. Mm -hmm. So I think she gets it now. So yeah. For her to chop it up, that's a brand new task. I'm talking, I think right. I gave that to her last night or the day before. Oh, yeah, good. So she's just now doing it. She's like, okay, cool. I was like, just give me something. And this is how I do a lot of my training with them when it's a task I don't know that well. Um, because I'm one of those people, I want to learn it perfectly and then pass it off. But that's mm-hmm. not leverageable. So I'm like, you figure it out, come up with, you know, a half work project, hand it to me. We'll look at it. I'll make tweaks. You send it back and we just keep doing it that way. Yeah, really good. And I do think that's one of the challenges that we face. Look, I mean, first of all, nothing that we've talked about here is like the first time it's ever been talked about on a podcast. Right. I mean, this is all Tom Ferry. Every video, every social media podcast says the same thing. I just wanted to really get into no one who talks about it's going to take you two years to train a VA to be able to handle understanding the logic behind a real estate story, or you're going to wind up paying, you know, $25 an hour to someone in this country. So if you're going to spend $4 an hour, you're going to spend, you're going to need to really train them. And um, unless you have some radically different experience, I think that's the, no, the message I, you never hear. You never hear that message. Any, I've never heard that message on anyone's yeah, podcast. She, there's definitely a learning curve for sure. It wasn't two years. So I mean, right. he figured it out after a few months yeah. and it was done previously by my, the girl who is now my transaction coordinator here. Cause she's uh-huh. three different roles in my company now, video editor. She was my ISA at first and now she's the TC. Nice. So luckily I had that because at the time we were only doing like, I think that year we did like 78 deals. It was right when I had split off for my partnership and like just starting mm-hmm. again. So she didn't need a full-time. So I was like, yeah. do your other full-time, you do this and then train Kliza on how to do these videos. And that's the girl in the Philippines that does them. And it actually worked out really well. It was a little choppy at first. Every once in a while, something got uploaded that was not something I wanted. You know, right. it was maybe an edit that didn't get cut out. There was a big um of me thinking, you know, little stuff like that. But we just watch it. We tell her what we need for the next time and we fix it. Like you have to be okay if you're doing this to put out a subpar product every once in a while, it's just going to happen. It's probably, yeah, no, I totally get it. It's really good. You know, I mean, I, then you really, you speak to the, how critical it is for us as team leaders to, you know, we finally got our new, she's not new anymore, but she's my partner, Christine's, we call her Christine's brain, you know, but like Christine and I are clear and we keep telling her she's the most important person on the team. Like, your person that's gone through those three positions is now the TC knows so much about the team is so valuable. It's sort of like they can't leave, you know, you've got to do whatever it takes to keep those people because yep. 
Otherwise, you're back to a five-year project of developing another person. It's just a nightmare. And to find someone who really knows what it is to work, you know, like really understands what it is to take it on without direction is just such a such a gift, you know? Yeah, you're so, 100% right on that. Yeah. Yeah, so for all of us that got into real estate because we got to be our own boss, ha. <laughs> yeah, have that work out, right? <laughs> exactly. Well, it's fine if you're going to be a solo agent and you're not going to develop anyone and you're just going to handle, you know, your 40 deals a year, your 30 deals a year by yourself with maybe a TC, you know, you're fine. And that's, I'm not disparaging that. I mean, that's that's a life. It's just not the life I have. Right. Um so I get all that. I think it's great. Now you're you're going to start cutting that up. Talk to me a little bit, as long as we're both EXP, how do you empower your team in their recruiting and their bringing agents on? Do you do any work with that? Is that a you know an avenue that those seven people see for themselves as a future? Is that what brought them on? Talk to me about that, because we're always engaged in that. For my agents, I don't think any of them are actively recruiting. I don't really push it all that hard. I know, you know, I know they say only about 12% of the EXP agents actually recruit. I'm part of that 78% uh-huh. um, right now, but we are putting a plan in place. That's part of the reason why we're putting in that, you know, a girl to chop up all of our videos because we're, you know, we've got some other stuff in the works to help with that. Um, but they don't as much. In fact, there's a couple of the agents on my team that didn't like that the idea of it in general. But when you look at the model, when you look at everything there, they're making hand over fist way more money with make way more freedom. The previous brokerage I was at right before this, you know, it was Keller Williams the first, and it was ERA. Loved them both to death. Like awesome people over there. But when you're trying to run something like you and I are, it gets in the way. You know, doing 20% of every dollar to a brokerage, it ends up adding up a lot. I'm not going to say the really price, fast scary, scary number when you actually write it down. And then you look at what you're getting because when you're doing a team range or a team in general, you're generally offering things that you're not going to use the broker's stuff for unless they're designed around it. And that was the big thing with EXP. I actually kicked myself a little bit because I saw the model two years before and that was when I was still with my previous business partner. We just couldn't make the switch. Neither one of us. It wasn't just her. It was like, we're both like, no, we, you know, we've got this family feel here. It's like all of God, this. you just couldn't be any more like us. A- Andrew, it's the funniest thing. My partner is a, a we were the same way. I was like, Christine, yeah. we got to look at this, you know, and she we're like, no, we love our team leader. We brought the team leader the team leader at K-Dub when we left was a woman we brought on to the office. Yeah. We, you know, I, I officiated at her wedding, you know, I was like, we were like, we can't leave her, you know? And about a year later, we're like, all right, well, I cannot go home to my wife anymore and say, I'm leaving this money on the table because I really like the people I work with. We're not going to have a retirement account because I don't want to leave the office. It doesn't make any sense. I just couldn't do it. You you hit it on the head. And and that's how it was for us. Like I ran the numbers. I looked at it. And part of it was the person that was recruiting us was not our personality type. And I'll just leave it at that super good dude. Like, you know, now that I got to know him, but in the mix of it, he was high pressure sales guy yelling and, oh, you got to do this. This is amazing. And I was just like, whoa, dude, like not a good experience. And when I got to know the guy later, like super cool dude. Um, but nonetheless, like that was part of our thing. So we did. And then whenever we ended up parting ways, I was I was getting my broker's license because I'm like, I, I can't do this. I mean, this is a lot of money. And uh, I, I just called up my buddy again. And I was like, hey, man, can you uh, can you talk to me about this again? But not not a salesperson. I want, I want you. you right. know? 
And as soon as he saw it, I started running numbers. I looked at it and I was like, oh my gosh, this is, this." it's like they're always saying, I know this is super cliche for any of the listeners, but like when you see it, you cannot unsee it. And I'm dead serious. I have zero desire to get my broker's license now. And it just provided so much that like when you really calculate the longevity of some of the services that they're offering and like the money, it, it's mind blowing. It's mind blowing doing the recruiting. And that's not even with recruiting. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, everyone, you know, the resistance is, is often, well, I don't want to be a recruiter. You don't have to. And, you know, there's whatever. So it's just very similar experience. Andrews the, is the love K dub still. To, we have everyone on our team read the MREA. It's not like, you know, there's nothing wrong with the logic of any of that. It was just the, the money doesn't add up the way it, it does here. So it's right there with you. Is there anything else, Andrew, regarding your empowering the individuals, the individual agents on the team that you do besides the, the um, tiered splits, which is great. It's, we run something similar as well. Anything else in particular you do? Like, do you do, uh, we do a morning huddle with all the agents you oh, know, yeah. on Zoom? The tactical stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. so we do one on Monday and then we do a training with me on Thursday. Um, of course they get one-on-one access to us. We do monthly goal sessions with them. Um, we, we keep in touch with them whenever one of them is down, like, you know, they're not really clicking like me and my team leader are on it. You know, we've got a team leader in place. We're actually looking for a second one right now within our organization or outside of it um, to see who's going to step up to do that, to help the other agents um, kind of get going and all of that. And then, you know, if they need something, they get it from us for the most part. I mean, uh, they get our VA's times if they need. That's part of what our executive assistant does. Like if they're like, hey, I want to pull everybody out of my Facebook and put it into my KV core so that I can put them on rotations. Cool. Brett, we've actually got a girl doing that as we speak mm-hmm. right now, like on this podcast if she's in the background doing it. So it's just little stuff like that that we provide to them. And then, of course, building out those pillars and watching them and tweaking it and making sure that they're getting a good return on this. Because what are agents historically bad at? Like tracking what they need to do, tracking what they are doing, tracking all of that. And it's like one of my specialties, and I'm imagining you're very similar, is looking at all of that stuff and going, okay, cool. Well, you've been doing, you know, you did 18 open houses last year and you got two sales from open houses. You spent a tremendous amount of time. It's worth this many dollars per hour. But when you're cold calling, you know, man, you're hitting it. You, you did 24 sales from that. So let's, let's push a little bit more on that direction. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's just that kind of stuff because um, it makes, it makes a difference. I mean, most people that I pick up from a different team or from a different brokerage, most of the time, um, the average change is three times of what they were making before. That's average. You know, we've got people, we've got a girl right now that's, I mean, she's, she's already quadrupled what she did before she joined her team this year alone. So she's probably going to eight X what she made. And it's just that that little stuff, it makes a difference. Yeah. And the three pillars, those are individual. Those are what doesn't matter. You're not, everyone does cold calling, FISBOs and expireds and open house. It's whatever that speaks to them, right? Yeah. Whatever speaks to them. We do a lot with like the disc and personality tests in general. So I call it an energy management tool. Mm -hmm. This is not what you're going to be good at or bad at. It's just what you're going to be able to do long-term. A a high D can generally cold call a heck of a lot longer than a high S. Right. You know, because the the S doesn't want to take those beatings. They need to do something different. So maybe they need to do game night with their closest friends and then have their friends bring a friend every week. Mm -hmm. And that's their prospect or right. you know so we tailor it to that we tailor it to their personality and then when it doesn't work we shift them over into something different and then we build them back up to their skills or where they need to be 
And when you when you start doing that consistently, you start watching people really, really, you know, get rolling. And that's I mean, that's all we can ask for. Yeah. And then you were talking about different different stuff. We also add in there. We do a lot of client events. So we do about six a year this year. We generally were doing like three or four a year and then COVID smacked us in the mouth a little bit. <laughs> so yeah. we're kind of rebuilding that back up. Events that we used to get 150 people to, we're now getting 20. Uh, so we're trying to build that back up and build that excitement again. So we decided to do six this year. Like uh, mm-hmm. last Saturday, we just did a date night with the Emerald Group, dress up, get all fancy, and then learn how to do the bachata dancing. You know, one of the girls here does bachata. And, uh-huh. stuff. and you do that out at a local establishment? Yep. Yeah. A little, little bar here in Destin, Florida. Uh, they have an upstairs dance party. They, she knows the owner because she goes dancing all the time. So they cleared out the whole place. We got a DJ for a hundred bucks, you know, like paid for, uh, got drink tickets paired with our title company, had them help us out and, and just made it a good time. You know, all the drinks that they wanted, they can have, you know, for those two hours, as, you know, we don't have anybody at sloppy yet, but um, they do have that option, I guess. Uh, but nobody ever does. You know, it's just a good time. Everybody's dancing, having a good time. And so it's just little stuff like that that really helps bring in like their sphere of influence. Yeah. Very good. Andrew, that is just dynamite. I love it. I love having a, I feel like I have a satellite office over there with you. Like a, <laughs> it's just a, our trajectory, our path has been so similar. Uh, just dynamite. All right, man. Well, I usually just end these with, you know, what are you reading? What should people what am I not reading that I should be reading? What, what's the last book you read? Oh, man. What am I reading right now? Hold on. I've been doing a lot more podcasts than I have anything else. Mm-hmm. Or listening yeah. to, right? When... Yeah. So it, it, it's a lot of the, the bigger podcasts. I'm trying to pull up my Audible right now. I'm listening to uh, uh, something about team players. I can't think of the exact name. It's spacing me right now. But it's uh, basically about bringing the right team players on the team. That's been kind of the... A little bit of my focus, but there are certain staples I read every year. In fact, the first like three, four years, I've got a huge library because I used to read about 70 to 80 books because mm-hmm. I wasn't the same person sitting here talking to you when I first started. In fact, I was, I was a really big introvert and I had two different people sit me down when I was uh, in the military before I became a realtor. They were like, don't do this. It's a bad idea. You're not going to, you're not cut out for this. Right. So how I combated that was through books and, and learning and stuff. But right now- definitely like podcasts, man. Like I'm, I'm digging podcasts. What's your favorite podcast? I'm kind of torn. I, I, you know, I like some of the stuff on inside of the real estate space. I would say I keep bouncing back and forth. You know, I do like Gary Keller's. He's got one that's very um, like, think like a CEO. I think it's called the only podcast you ever need to hear with, um, I think it's Brian Shark, something like that. Reddit's got a pretty good one that they generally have some pretty good guests on. So, you know, they're, they're, I love it. I, I haven't listened to any of those. So it's perfect. I, I love bouncing around to those when I'm done with, you know, most of my podcasts, I try and get to um, Freakonomics, other outside real estate kind of podcasts. But, you know, every now and then I'll, I'll be like, you know, it's time to get back to basics. And so I, I go back to um, Real Estate Uncensored and um, the Tom Ferry stuff. Oh, real Estate Uncensored, that's probably one of my favorites, man. Those yeah. guys are those guys, those guys are, are awesome. Fun. In fact, I, I just talked to uh, Jake Wolf the other day. We hit each other up every few months or whatever. Um, he's one of the guys. He's the marketing yeah. guy. And he does a free move program. Super cool dude. So, um, yeah, that's definitely one of my favorites. It cracked yeah. me up. Yeah, very good. All right, man. Well, Andrew, I appreciate you taking some time on a Thursday. And I got a ton out of this. And I'm, I'm glad that we got the opportunity to connect. I'll see you around campus. Maybe I'll see you at an EXP conference down the road. Yeah, definitely, man. It's good talking to you. It's good talking to you too, Andrew. Thanks so much for coming on. 
you for tuning in to another episode of the Abundant Life Podcast, brought to you by Christine and Company and EXP Realty, the global online brokerage powered by top agents and cutting edge technology. If you liked what you heard, consider subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. Your hosts have been award-winning brokers, Christine Andreessen and Aaron Hendon. For more on them, visit christineandcompany.com.